moment. moment. Of clarity. Of clarity. What up, everybody? Everybody, 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 everybody. It's your man, Stefan G. And you are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promise Life Network. Moment of Clarity and today, Mike. First of all, Mike, let me ask you a question. Oh, no. Why is it that we, no, turn that microphone off real quick. Turn that one off. Yes, sir. Why is it that we can only tend to get one woman in the studio at a time? What is it about the two women that are co-hosting this show? That is it that they don't like each other? They don't want to see each other? You think they scrapping? Like, what is it that we can only tend to get <laughs> one of them on the show at a time? Um, if I answer the question, it's going to be misconstrued as sexist. It's going to sound bad. Yeah. All right, so you don't have to answer. Okay, you can turn our microphone on now. <laughs> Joy! I was actually turned off. You turned off my microphone. What's y'all up, can't Joy? Hit, y'all can't handle. How you been, Joy? Well, I'm well, Stefan. How are you? I'm fantastic. You hear how she said Good. that to me? We've established well. that, th- that Joy's been thirst trapping for the past couple I'm of weeks. Just, and I'm amazed that that's what is. <laughs> I'm just trying to give encouragement. How is that thirst trapping? But okay. See how her voice changed? She was like, I'm oh, well. I'm well. <laughs> yes. I mean, I know the men like it, but it's hard for a producer when you. <laughs> oh, oh, so I need to speak loud. Speak from my diaphragm back in my soldiering speak, days. Speak consistently. That is exactly That's what the a producer wants. That's a good way of wants. putting a consistent. The producer wants a consistent, a consistent volume tone. level. Okay. Yeah, a little radio speak here, but yes. Got Okay, got it. Consistent in your tonage. But I do fluctuate when my emotions are there, so you know. So um, I'm going to do something on today's show that I was told not to do, but it's my show, so I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm not going to talk. <laughs> no, okay. I had Pass a feeling this was coming. Pass the bike. But the, the, so today's show, I don't really know what it's about, to be honest with you. Um, but I'm glad to have Joy back, even if Tina decided to go with Gallivant. We talked to Tina all last week about what she should be doing and what she shouldn't be doing in her life. And she went off gallivanting this We're going to let Tina go be great. That's is that what we're going to do? do? See, we, we that's what Tina's to, needed. We are it? going to sit in the corner and cheer and let Tina be great and be here when she gets back to the corner. I want you to know when she listens to this, she's going to be like, that's right, girl. No, I'm just saying, know, we're going to be not, here when she gets that's back. That's exactly what's happening That's right what's going to happen. That's what we're going to do. Just saying. So, Tina, please stay safe. Please. We We are looking forward to your expeditious return. Yes. Apparently um, it was a work trip. It was? I No, this was a fun... Oh, well, there was a conference or something, wasn't there? That's how she see, got to go without paying. She was... See, like I said. She was giving me a hard time because I don't remember what it was, and I really don't remember what she said. We're going <laughs> to let Tina go be great, and we are going to be here when she gets back. All right. Then that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. We're going to let Tina, Tina be, be great. safe, have fun, and let you us better know, learn something too. Let us know that you are okay. She's so supportive. It's so, I know it's so cute. So oh why? That's so cute. <laughs> so um, Joy's back, and Joy has been on a whirlwind tour um, of life. 
been on a whirlwind tour of life, right, Joy? Man, you need to give disclaimers for your stuff. I'm, well, I don't. I'm I'm, what do you mean when you say that? We need to give disclaimers. You, I didn't say Pastor Mike. I'm not gonna wrap him up in your stuff. <laughs> I'm not doing that. That was you that always encourages do? people to go get yours. Go to your closet. Go cry. Go fight. Go. Yeah. You need to give the disclaimer about what all transpires after. Someone goes to the closet, takes off their gloves and says, look, G, I got an issue with you and this is my issue. And then they get all into the middle of God saying, "Okay, well, let's deal with the issue. And I don't know if other people have done it, but I quickly wanted to put my gloves back on and say, never mind. I I didn't mean that. (laughs) I didn't mean that. I'm I'm good. So what transpires after transpires? After uh, after you start the healing process, because it's just, you know, it's not a big deal. You go in to the closet, you cry out all your past wounds and all your traumas and everything that's ever hurt you in life. And you fine. You're good. You just go on from there. Right. Yeah. No, (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Again, I can't speak for other people. But what my experience has been when he said, "Okay, thanks for coming. Let's sit down at the table and have a conversation. I'm explaining to him why I'm mad, why I felt he let me down. And you're, you're talking, when you I'm say him, you're talking I'm about talking God. I'm talking to God. Okay. I'm, I'm telling him I'm mad. I'm literally cursing. Some people are going to say that's sacrilegious, but literally I was cursing. Um, I took him down the roads of every place that I thought he disappointed me, let me down. People have said you were uh, a God of love and you were a God of mercy and you were a God of grace. And I didn't experience any of that in this time period of my life. And his response was to show me or to allow me to walk through the lives of those people that I felt he allowed to hurt me. Oh, wow. That sounds ooh. And to see their devastation and to see their hurt. So my follow on thing was, well, now I'm mad at you all the more because, again, you're supposed to be our protector and you allowed them to go through that. Mess. So so you went through the the initial statements. You went through the initial time period of kind of addressing where you were hurt, talking to God about those spaces, crying that some of that hurt out. You know, what I'm saying you went through probably you probably went through pretty much the stages of grief. Mm. So you went through the stages of grief. You had moments of anger, a little bit of denial, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you say God started showing you the people that you were angry with, what caused them to be the way they are. Yes. And so you started recognizing, which is something I recognized a while back that we all kind of jacked up. All of us. And I'm mad. At, I was mad about that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it gave me a, a space of empathy and understanding, which kind of brought about the healing process to the point of being able to forgive Mm -hmm. because I was able to forgive the people that I've passed on, that I was still holding that pain. They're dead and gone for a majority of them. And when I got to see their hurts and pains, I saw Similarity. Right. Saw, you saw yourself yeah, in I them. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, well, I don't want anybody to be mad and stay mad at me. You know, I, I wish that they would come to me. So I had empathy and from my place of empathy was able to walk into forgiveness. But then I was mad at God because, well, why did you let them get hurt like that? Knowing that that hurt was going to continue and perpetuate hurting other people. Right. Right. Oh, man. I'm 
you need to give disclaimers. That's all I can say. <laughs> it's been a journey. I mean, what should the disclaimers say? This is what I'm fascinated. Um, oh, you will I- receive healing. Is that what it should <laughs> say? I mean, no, it 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 can say you will receive healing after. Can you discuss something about the journey? Can, can you oh, give us a little bit about okay. preparatory? Of, well, I talked about the journey, didn't I? N- no, no, I you said about, that you. Yes, you did. No, I how, think I how did. You that? No, I, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Not to me. You just said go get yours. Go out. Go. Go fight for your healing. You gotta be willing to. <laughs> don't just try to sit around and expect healing to come to you. You've got to go reach for it. You gotta want it. That that's what I, mean, I got. It's, it's like spiritual acupuncture. You know, it hurts a little bit when they put in the needles. But I was like, oh, my goodness. Because like I said earlier, before um, this period of time that I haven't been here, I didn't know who I was going to be without the pain. Right. I remember you saying that. Yeah. And as I began healing and began forgiving, I looked up and realized, now what do I do? Mm -hmm. Because the thing that fueled me the spite that I had was I'm going to prove you wrong. Right. You know, you said I wasn't going to amount to anything and I'm going to prove you wrong. So that was a definitive drive for me now without needing to prove somebody wrong, because I understand why you said that. I understand the hurt place that you came from when you said that I know that you were mad at my mom and it didn't have anything to do with me, grandma, but you took it out on me. And this is why you were mad at my mom. Now what do I do? Right. Where where do I find where my drive? Where does your motivation drive? come from? Yeah. Yes. And for me, like I said, when you were saying that now is the opportunity for me to make the change so that I don't perpetuate from my hurts that my parents gave me mm-hmm. or their parents gave them. I've got six kids of my own and three bonus babies. So I'm calling nine people. Like, my bad. I am so, <laughs> so, 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 so sorry. That's the beautiful part of it is that you do end up calling your children and being like, I'm so sorry. I'm I did so know. sorry. <laughs> and this is why. And it culminated at my brother's funeral when my children were looking at all of the lives my brother touched and doing this real nice smile. But I watched them not know who my brother was. Mm-hmm. You know, and not having had the experience of being and your brother close was a pastor, right? Yes, okay, pa- that's Pastor Mike. So you're the only P Mike I got now, Mike. Just so you know, hold that I mean, title well. No, I, yeah, I'm just not gonna fight it anymore. That, that, that. <laughs> yes, there it is. They wore you down. Yes, <laughs> um, and realizing that not only do I have to change my behavior in interaction with my children, but I had to give them the story. Right. You know, that can often be the hard part. Yeah. Is actually giving the story. Yeah. I had to give them the story and you know, it's, it's still now we're in that season. So that part of who am I now is where I am. Um, and finding the motivations that sparked me and catapult me to continue going forward identifying places that are healthy and whole that are catapulting me forward versus the wounded, I'm mad, and I'm just going to prove you wrong. So it's, man, disclaimer, please. And, That's all I'm asking. So what did this process or, or this, you know, this whole thing that you've been going through so far, 
how has it affected your viewpoint of your relationship with Christ up to this point? I'm not mad at him anymore. Um, I still have my intellectual moments of, can you please explain to me why? I mean, it just doesn't make sense that you would allow this to happen. Um, but I guess from a spiritual dynamic, and please catch me if I start talking in circles, because y'all know I do that sometimes. At the very root of it, my anger and frustration, the last thing I said to him in anger and frustration was you set us up for failure. And you set us up for failure because you created us from dirt. And it seems as if to me that our whole battle is with our flesh that was created from earth. So had you created us from something other than this flesh that we would not have to battle so hard with, we may have had a better ride. Um, but then as my scientific mind and just the rest of nature kind of called to me, dirt in its truest form in its element is still obedient to God. So it wasn't that he set us up for failure It's what was tilled into the earth. It was the stuff that was planted in the earth that has a caused us to have a battle with our real nature of just being obedient to mm-hmm. God. So, um, my relationship right now with him is one as to where, okay, I get it. It's important what I put in me. That what I put in me is going to directly reflect how I interact with you. So can you be that real cool parent that understands that you got a child that was wayward and it's going to take me a minute to get unwayward? Not saying it's going to take a long time, but I'm still identifying the places that cause me to be angry with you as my parent. I'm still identifying the places that I do that cause me to have issue with you. Rebel- mm-hmm. ch- rebellious children rebel from different places, and I'm understanding my rebellious places now, that that's what's causing me to be able to have a better relationship with him. Wow, that sounds good. Don't you want some of that, Mike? I guess so. Yeah, I'm. I'm still actually kind of fascinated by the whole dirt conversation. That was really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, Here. she's right because it's it's the dust is not the problem. It's what we plant in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. For the most part. Um. And it's what other people put in your spirit. Right. Yes. You know. Yeah. It's so important. If you're listening and you have children, it's so important that we are aware eccentrically aware, whatever that means, of what we are putting in our children, what we are planting in them. Yes. Just in our natural way of interacting with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just in whether we treat them as a priority or treat them as a nuisance or treat them as too much of a priority or too much of a nuisance because they're going to be both. Mm -hmm. Um, But being um, cognizant of watching to see how they receive those things and it's a real tight game. I know I've messed it up a, a trillion times with my daughter. Um, but I'm always, I always try to go back to her and talk to her about it when I recognize I screw it up and be like, look, I, I, that was on me. I messed that one up. Hey, you, you didn't deserve whatever trouble you got into or whatever it was that I said or whatever it was that I did. That wasn't your fault. That one was mine. Um, you know, let me... Sometimes I'll try to make it up to her. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, you'll get over it. Um, <laughs> but, when you go through your yeah. closet experience, I remember telling somebody one time, they were like, you need to do this with your daughter, and da 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 da. And they were trying to tell me how to be a parent. 
And I was like, can you please afford me the same freedom to screw my child up that you had to screw your child up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but they don't want you to make the same mistakes. Right, of course. Um, but I think it's very interesting watching where you started in the process of kind of, I don't want to call it amb- ambivalence, but just in a space where you weren't quite aware of what was happening. Right. You weren't aware of where your faith level was and all that kind of stuff. And then, and it hasn't been a long time. It's only been a few months. It's just been the summer. True. You know, it, it seems as though, as Mike was saying before we started the show, there's like a freedom on you. There's you, You've seen much happier. Um, it's, yeah. It's so liberating to be able to be okay with not feeling like you have to tiptoe with God. I think that was part of my biggest dilemma is I didn't know how to go because I thought that 90% of the way I wanted to go was wrong and it was going to cause me to be a reprobate and Mm. he was never going to forgive me for it. But it was truly how I wanted to present it. And so I never did. Right. You know, I, I, I never walked in feeling like, you know, I can just give you all of this from the realness of joy. Right. Not being religious. Not, oh, Heavenly Father, I come to you now, you know, thanking you for all that you've done. No, I didn't want to. <laughs> I, I'm not. That, that wasn't where I was because I wasn't thanking you for nothing. Right. Um, But I thought I had to. So the joy or the, no pun intended, ha, the joy that I have now is the, the I've gone through the freeing moment of giving God my worst and giving God my dirt and giving God what I looked at him as having dirt, you know, Mm -hmm. and being okay, walking away. I'm still living, breathing, still deciding whether or not I want to affiliate with quote unquote, y'all can't see my air quotes, but I'm really giving air quotes church. Um, But how I'm going to affiliate with relationship with my relationship with God and how I'm going to allow that to transpire. I was just going to say, it's really interesting that there's a lot of people that don't want to, uh, become Christians because they think it will enslave them. And yet today we're talking about freedom. Yes. They think it's the opposite. Becoming a Christian, becoming a believer is the opposite of freedom. They think it's slavery Yeah, because you have to follow all the rules and do all the things. And now I can't do all the stuff I like. I have to do all the stuff I don't like. And yet you went through the process and you have freedom and you're a slave, but you're now a slave to righteousness. Right. And, the old school, back when I couldn't eat grapes, they only gave me slavery. <laughs> I and love it, the grapes. It was the slavery that held me hostage <laughs> of not knowing really how I could come to God. Right. So the the freedom of, and being a parent, I think that helped me also realizing that I've always told my children, you can say anything you want to say to me as long as you say it respectfully. Mm-hmm. I never translated being having that ability with God of I can say anything I want to say to you as long as I say it respectfully. And that doesn't mean that my children, now that they're all adults, that doesn't mean that you can't cuss because they'll say to me this messed up. There's only one word they can't say. That's the F word. Um, But, you know, that that's the rule. But you can say what you really feel. Um, And as we matriculate and grow in our vocabulary, 
then we can, you know, say things in a different way. But sometimes you just feel it that way. And I didn't think God gave me that that kind of slack. But he's a parent, so of course, you know, I was able to go and say the D word. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I'm going to tell. <laughs> I think that's great, though. Um, it really brings perspective to exactly how God's freedom works. Um, it pulls us from a place of looking at, like you said, looking at all the rules, the things mm-hmm. that I can't do, and, and really focusing on what I can do in 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 comparison. Right. Um, and there's a lot more cans than can't, because the truth is, the Bible says you can do all of them, even all the can'ts. You still can do all the can'ts. We would rather that you didn't. Exactly. Right. We would rather that you didn't do all the can'ts. We would rather that you didn't do all the don'ts and the shouldn'ts, but you can. If you choose to. If you choose to. And it doesn't change how God perceives you, even if it might change your access to certain things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Consequence and repercussion. Right. Be willing to handle that. Because there's certain things that my daughter can do. It's not going to change the fact that I view her as my daughter and I love her, but she ain't getting 10 bucks to go to the football game tonight because she did that thing. You know, and so many of us focus on, see, you done got me started. Come on, so preacher, many of us focus on trying to get the things yes. and what we're trying to get from God and not really looking at trying to maintain a perception and a view of God. And so we worried about the access and what we're going to get out of it and how he's going to give things to us and we're not going to get all the stuff. And we're not focusing on, oh, I really need to be worried about my relationship with him as a whole. So we we'll be back, back in a bit. Can I tell you about that side of you my sure life? You sure can. Thank Moment you. of clarity, Stefan G. We'll be back in a second. Let's have church, everybody praise the Lord. Yeah, let the choir sing for the preacher preach. Don't let church be the only time you read. Don't let being broke be the only time you see. Want to never miss an episode of Moment of Clarity? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google, or tune in. Moment of Clarity is your man, Stefan G. And we're talking, we're really just letting Joy talk about her. If y'all haven't been paying attention, shame on you, first of all. Um, but Joy's been gone for a couple weeks. Y'all have noticed that she hasn't been on the show. Um, but that's because she's been on a spiritual journey. You know, she went to, she was on her Damascus road. Yes. Yeah. She had the pilgrimage to Mecca. I know that's the wrong religion, but whatever. <laughs> 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 Maybe we should be concerned here. But it's, it's still. You know, and she's telling us a little bit about it. So you were going to tell us about how you don't care about going to hell no more. Yes. I, the You said something as we were, um, closing out before our our break and it's just the for me when I stepped back and stopped being scared of being ostracized from heaven and furthermore stopped being scared about going to hell that's where my freedom and my liberty took place it's not that I don't care whether or not I go to heaven it's just that I, I stopped being scared of living a life that would ostracize me from it. Right. Um, and it brought me to a place where now, once upon a time you heard me say, I just want to be a good person. 
And it's taken me from just wanting to be a good person to giving me the freedom to enjoy being a person that not only lives a life, but speaks a life that encourages people to look for God. You know, like you were saying a long time ago, your wish is that we just gave people information and let them choose. Yes. Oh, Jesus, yes. That's where where I went. I got information. I got information about all the mess. I got information about all the good stuff. I got information about all the possibilities. I got information about all of the things that could transpire. But more importantly, I got information about my choice. Mm -hmm. And it gave me the ability to choose. I choose to be more than just a person that lives a good life, encouraging people and, you know, being supportive of others. Mm. I want them to know why I'm encouraging and supporting. She better be careful how and much she not, say on this microphone. And it's not This because, is being recorded. I hope oh you know Oh, my that. God. It's <laughs> not because I want to preach to you. It's literally because I want you to be curious enough to find out how I got here. And that's not just, you know, I went to this school or I learned this lesson. It's the whole gambit of how I got here. And how I got here is so inclusive of God. Mm. Y'all don't need me. Go ahead. What you got to say, Mike? But I'm taking a break say? today. You're taking a Y'all break. Y'all don't need me. <laughs> I'm good. So I... Gonna get all theological on you. That's why that's you all here, right. Pastor Mike. That's why I, I need people like you in my life because <laughs> I'm just gonna give it the other side, and I need folks to bring so, it home. So what Joy was trying to do before is she was trying to be justified by the law. Yes, that's exactly what she was trying it, to do. Yeah. That's exactly what she was trying to do. It reminds me of a book that I was reading. So it's a three part series. I read the first book like three years ago. I finally finished the second book yesterday. Um, So I got to go to the third book. But the premise behind the book is um, there's human beings. They live in an age where so there's this time period that was prior to now called chaos. And then there was a virus released on the people called Legion. And that virus stripped you of every emotion except for fear. And the only thing people lived with is fear that they would not make it to what's called bliss, which is basically their version of heaven. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how so many of us Christians live, even though it's not necessarily a fear of not getting into heaven. It's always a fear of being judged by the creator, being judged by God. And that judgment is an execution upon our head that we won't get fill in the blank. Yeah. And Jesus came specifically to break us from that fear right no need to be justified by the law you have been justified by the blood of the lamb exactly but what we're given now well not all churches because i still try to tiptoe and and you know save the innocent there might be some out there <laughs> there might be some out there i don't know of any nah, but there I'm might guilty. be some out there <laughs> but what we're given in modern day christianity is no, you're no longer under the law. The Ten Commandments are a good things. Still be, you know, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Make sure you don't lie, you don't steal, you don't. Those are all good things. But we're no longer held under the law. But we're introduced to a whole 
after resurrection law. Yes, we that are. Was never the, I, I, never there. As many times yep. as I've read from Genesis to Revelations, I still fail to the presented new law that isn't there. Yep. Well, I mean, and the main reason I brought that up is it reminded me of the New Testament. This is not a new problem. In the early church, you had Paul and many of his epistles saying to them, you're justified now. You are set free. And they didn't get it then. He said it repeatedly, too. Yeah. He said it repeatedly. And and we have to look at the role of justification as what it is. It is the basic, easy, five-nickel tour of justification basically says five-nickel. That's 25 cents for y'all out there. The quarter <laughs> version of justification <laughs> basically says Jesus died as a perfect and righteous person and his death allowed him to put into your bank account all the righteousness. And so now you have all the righteousness at your disposal because it was put in your bank account when he died. So you have a, a, a life bank account that basically, you know, it's like a coding we'll Mm -hmm. call it. And that coding goes on top of you as Jesus's justification. And so now you are justified by his death and nothing else, by absolutely nothing else than the fact that Jesus died for your sins and you have proclaimed him to be the king of the universe, you are now justified. And we try to put all of these other things into it to make it work in our own minds because in our minds there is, if you do a good thing, you get a good thing. And if you do a bad thing, you get a bad thing. And that's how we're all raised, right? And so in order to make it work in our minds, we have to put all of these other reasons that we're justified, where I'm justified because I'm a good person, or I'm justified because I follow the Ten Commandments, or I'm justified because I go to church every Sunday, I'm justified because I help people, I'm justified because I feed the homeless, I justify, and we make this long list of things that becomes the reason that God accepts us, and none of that's true. God accepts us because you accepted Christ. Period. It. The end. You know, and I think one of the... The biggest things that inhibits us from accepting that is pride. We 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 don't want someone else to take no, the credit. No, we, we want to do. We it. want to earn our way into heaven. Yeah, I deserve to be here. That's what exactly. We say, man. There's that word again. We don't have to do a show on that D word. That deserve. Yes. Because yes. it comes out all the time, and that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just hard to fathom that you don't have to work for it. Yeah, it is. It it's is hard, very hard to it's fathom. It's hard to fathom that I don't have to do all this hard work, take my first fruits, and take it to the temple, and that's what makes me okay. It's, oh, I'm the biggest guilty person of that. It was so hard to just believe that someone could love me that much. Yeah. And what's to, amazing is now that you realize you have been justified you have the freedom to spread good works to others where you felt inhibited from doing that before. Now you want to do it because you want others to be justified. Yes. And you said that earlier in the show. Man, y'all getting it. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to be a disciple anywhere because that, that wasn't me. Now I'm like, my why outside of... I no longer have the pain to drive me. What drives me is that I want everybody to be free. (laughs) I I want everybody to get some of this juice, like everybody. Yeah. Get some of this juice because this juice is freaking amazing. 
It is. This is where this is where the fun part is. Yes. This is where, and this is where. So it, the past couple of weeks on the show, I've reiterated that God wants us to experience all aspects of life. He wants us to enjoy the good and enjoy the bad. And people keep looking at me and talking to me, but like, what do you mean he wants us to enjoy the bad? But this is the space where we can take life for what it is, and we cannot try to attribute any bad thing that happens to us with something that we must have done to deserve that bad thing to happen to us. But it's just life. And, you know, tires go out and engines fail and flights are delayed and people get fired and houses burn down. And that's just life, you know, and us being able to take in and recognize this is a not so pleasant part of life. Right. But I'm receiving it as not so pleasant. And so I'm going to feel the pain and I'm going to have the remorse and I'm going to experience the regret and I'm going to cry the tears. And then I'm going to make my way out of that place as I heal and make sure that I heal into a positive place and, and, and remove all of the angst and the anger and all the things that come with it. That's how we enjoy the bad space. You know, and that's how we enjoy all of life that God has given us. And that's how we make sure that I don't know what I was trying to say. (laughs) But based on what you were just saying, again, I'll say there might be some out there. I don't know. But if churches would stop giving people everything that happens in your life that's bad is because you walked in sin somewhere. They can't even tell you that it was yesterday or this is what you did, but it could have been when you were two and now you, yeah, it's yours. So this is why this is happening to you. Maybe we can get more people to wrap their minds around the possibility of just living life and seeing the goodness in it. Because I I have a friend of mine, I, I came into his life. He calls me Gigi now. He's like a godson to me, but his car just got stolen. Mm-hmm. And it made him miss a very important meeting that would have generated revenue for his business. So my response to him was, I'm sitting over here shouting because you just walked into a new car. You walked yeah. into new bells, mm-hmm. new whistles, new tires, lower mileage, lower this, da, da, da. So it was a very bad thing that happened. Right. I want yes, someone to steal lo- my car. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> he lost money today. Right. But what the possibilities are of what he just got set up for yeah. in that bad moment. And we Can don't, we see that? And we don't have to present that like, God going to bless you with a new car. Like no, it's going to fall out of the no, sky. No, you got some work to do. Yeah, you going to have to you gonna have to save money and, and get your yes. down payment. And, you know, credit score be all right if you're taking out a loan or whatever you're going to do with the cash or whatever. But eventually you will have a new car. Yes. And and that, if you didn't have insurance, guess what? Ding ding. Shame on you. This is a this is a lesson learned through the hardship of your car got stolen. So hopefully you'll learn something and have insurance. Right. You know, the, it's not the but God see, is the, an ATM and it's not a God is judge, you know, he's not the He's not a fat kid with a yeah. magnifying glass. The burning the all balance. the balance. Yeah. Did you get the reference? You, you didn't yes, I got the reference. Okay. <laughs> Did Mike do that? Mike, were you one of those kids? Who burned the ants? Yes, with a magnifying glass. Not really. Oh. I but I, the other thing, and I'm glad you kind of brought the churches up in this, is because they, we as a church tend to give such a warped viewpoint of who God is. Yes. And so, like, I hear churches say things all the time, like, God don't bless no mess, Right. God's not going to bless your mess. 
Like, Mine was. I saw like it. Yes, he does. He does it all the time. Like I see people in messes get blessed all the time. I, I'm glad I wasn't in that church when <laughs> that was said. <laughs> I would have been very upset. <laughs> all the time, God blesses mess. Like do, do that's kind of what read? he's in the business of doing is blessing mess. The Go whole, ahead. Mike. I was just for once. I was gonna say, do these people even read the Bible when they say this stuff? <laughs> but. That's what Jesus did when he died on the cross. Yes. He blessed that mess. You don't have the justification through Christ without the mess. Exactly. How but they give they but they give this that? viewpoint that you have to be walking some perfect life in order for oh. Christ to <laughs> he's because so disgusted. He, I know, right? He's looking he's over so my disgusted. Looking his face right now. I wish I could, <laughs> this is one of those moments where I wish this was TV so you could see you, Pastor Mike. But they give this this interpretation that you must walk this faultless, blameless life, even though they tell you you got to be faultless and blameless, even though it's impossible to be faultless and blameless, but try to be as close to faultless and blameless as you can be. But when you screw up, he going to get you because it's impossible to be faultless and blameless. And it's like, well, well, then what's the point? Like, why am I even here? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody does. Yeah. But. And I'm, here is where we're now in the situation as to where people are asking questions. Forbes magazine is doing articles. Other artic- other magazines are doing articles about why millennials do- don't go to church. I mean, the, the whole world is talking about why faith has changed and why we aren't participating in faith the way we used to because the whole one we got smarter just naturally into our intellect developed because we were became more educated and now people are asking the questions for the people in churches that just always name it claim it believe it receive it what am i naming what am i claiming how am i believing so more questions are coming and and not only that we're we're just we have to we're not sh- as a church, we're not showing consistency. That's one. Exactly. You know what I mean? One of the things, so I try to not talk too much about current events because that dates the show. But one of the things that's in, in the news right now is the whole Colin Kaepernick and Nike thing, right? And I see so many people like, y'all mad at Nike for supporting Colin Kaepernick, but you weren't mad at the Catholic Church for having sex with all your f- children. Like, but the, the, And that, that goes to the consistency of us as a church. You know what I mean? Like, right. we're not showing ourselves to uphold the values and the viewpoints of this book that we hold in such high esteem and that we claim has all the answers, and yet we try to... We divvy it out. Yeah, we try to push it onto other people as if... It's okay this is, over here. Right, it's, it's, this is okay, but this not, is not. not okay. And we can justify by a different scripture why this is not okay, while exactly. we're identifying this over here as being okay, but it's all in the same book. Right, because grace is grace, period. Exactly. So if I'm giving grace to this person, I'm giving grace to that person, you know? Mm. Um, but you're going to get me started on the church thing, which is not what we were in here for. But you see, <laughs> I learned something from Mr. Gillum, haven't I? Hey, <laughs> sweet. You see how I did that? Just... but in the meantime um i'm very glad that you were able to share with us what you have experienced and what's been happening and and the growth that's going on hopefully tina will come back next week and y'all can we could all have a show together (laughs) (laughs) we gonna have that moment joy's gonna be joining us this coming week uh for those of you who don't know because don't none of y'all know 
Um, but we talked to you all about the fellowship a couple weeks ago. And so this week we're actually coming together and we're bringing some, some key people in the room together to sit down and talk about, well, what does this look like? What is church actually supposed to look like? What does the Bible say about what churches do and what they don't do and mm-hmm. what they're supposed to do and what they're not supposed to do? And how can we be the most awesome church to ever walk in the title of church? Oh, can we first start by not saying calling it a church? I don't know. Sure. We'll talk about I don't that care. On, we'll talk about that on the fellowship. I don't care what you want to call it. What you want to call what it, Mike? What you want to call it, Mike? I mean, I like the fellowship. I that like works. that, too. <laughs> That's a good we'll I just, like that, too. We'll just keep calling it the fellowship. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we're coming together and we're, we are walking down this road of figuring out what all of this looks like. And I can guarantee you it's going to be very, very not what you expect any church to be like. Um, I'm in a mindset where I honestly want to break all the rules. I want to completely disrupt the system. I want to throw it right off its axis. I want people to be like, y'all are not a real church. And I want to respond with, you doggone right, right we ain't. <laughs> and I want to see people healed and helped and saved. And we're just going to do all the good stuff. We're going to do all the good stuff, none of the bad stuff. Okay. And you should join us. So go to the website. Ah, see what I did there? <laughs> Jointhefellowship.org is the website. And you can sign up. And once you sign up, you'll be added to our email list. You'll get all of the updates on what's happening, when it's happening, how it's happening. Uh, you'll get some inside news on how we're developing and how you can be a part of whatever the first thing is that we do. Uh, if, it's, if I have anything to say with it, it's going to be some kind of party. Come on now. I'm I like to get down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so go to the website, jointhefellowship.org and sign up so you can get some more information there. Also, of course, I have to say it as always. Leave us a five-star review. Dog on it. Go to iTunes. Make up a name. Log in. I don't care. If you're an Android user, go to iTunes. Make up a name. Sign in and leave us a five-star review or leave us a rating. Um, And we really ask for these because five-star reviews and ratings help other people to be able to find the show. And everybody gets to have the same moment of clarity that you get to have every week right here on the Promise Life Network. So go leave us a five-star review and a rating. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio, and on Instagram at Radio. We will see y'all next week. <laughs>